You're listening to the Well Women Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's cycle health educator. Together, we're normalizing periods, cracking open real body talk, and femme rising the future. I'm here to remind you that your body is amazing. You can achieve balance, and body confidence all begins with your menstrual cycle. Get ready, beautiful. You're about to learn how to confidently reconnect with your body and discover your unique flow. Welcome to podcast episode 65. Today on the show, I am joined by Sammy Jane, who works as a high priestess and medicine woman wisdom teachings. Sammy is a trained exercise psychologist and holistic wellness coach, and she was initiated onto the shamanic path from spirit through both Kundalini and womb awakenings which unlocked sacred codes within her being, and she now shares these with women around the world. Yes, you definitely need to hear this podcast episode. You see, her vision is to open gateways for people to access embodied spirituality and sacred wisdom. Her medicine walks us home to an innate connection with ourselves, awakening a deeper embodiment of life, a spiritual midwife rebirthing women into higher states of being. Sounds great, right? And that's why this is a really beautiful podcast episode, and I can't wait to help you get your ears around it. Throughout this episode, we talk about what a medicine woman is, how you can align with the womb wisdom of your body, why would you work with a medicine woman, and how do they help you, how to get in alignment with the yin and the yang of your menstrual cycle, along with the yin and the yang of the moon. We talk about the womb wisdom in a sense that our womb is just one womb that's on the womb of the earth and in the womb of the cosmos and so on and so on. We are all interconnected and this episode really helps explain and show and demonstrate to you how this is and how we may be feeling a little bit off center with what's going on with this pandemic globally. You're also going to learn in this episode about how you can support yourself with longer menstrual cycles if you're currently experiencing those or even if you may in the future or have in the past. You're going to hear about the healing nature of the womb, along with how to support your cycle during these global shifts of COVID-19. Not to mention, we also drop a question, well, I drop a question in about, do you really need your partner to be able to support you if you want to step into womb awakening and womb wisdom for yourself? So this podcast episode is juicy. It is beautiful. It's authentic and it's very, very nurturing. I know I definitely needed to hear this. And the entire time I was chatting with Sammy throughout this episode, I had chills, like the goosebumps were riddled all over my body. And I hope that you experience the same thing. So I'll leave you with this question. What's the gift here? You'll learn all about that in this week's podcast episode. Enjoy. Before we jump into it, I have to interrupt this episode to let you know that today is sponsored by the Well Women Academy. Well Women Academy is a weekly membership where together we study menstrual cycles, holistic health, and how to reconnect with your body. Every month, our Well Women access members-only, self-paced educational content across a wide range of formats, including written, video, audio, and guided home study. Led by myself and other pioneering guest teachers, together we cover fields of ancestral health, Ayurveda, sexuality, sensuality, holistic health, and lots more. This is your chance to join an international supportive community of women to discover your cycle, your body, ignite your inner intuition, and illuminate your life. It's like no other in the world. Not to mention, it's cheaper than your daily coffee fix. Learn more and join us at wellsome.com forward slash academy. That's W E L L. S-O-M-E dot com forward slash academy. Sammy, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm really blessed to have you and have you dedicate this time, so thank you. Let's kick it off. Tell us what day of your cycle are you on today and what are you checking in with? Yeah, so I'm on day 33 of my cycle. And... Yeah, really checking in with, yeah, the water, the water of my body just to kind of see what it's navigating, what's fluid. Um, Yeah, really using that breath because I feel like with longer cycles, there's always shifts going on. Mm -hmm. Really important just to make sure my nervous system stays really clear because I know it's, it's something greater than that, you know? Yeah. I love that. And I just felt so juicy saying you're on day 33. Let's definitely talk about longer cycles, but before we get into it, so that everyone has an idea and gets to meet you, tell us a little bit about what it is that you do. What is a medicine woman and what is like 
being connected with womb wisdom? Like what is this work that you do? Yeah, it's a really big question and I'm going to try and sum it up in in basic terms. And we'll be here for two hours, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is fine for me. I love this stuff. So, <laughs> Yeah. Um, so when a medicine woman, that's an archetype that's really stepping into that that healer, that sage, that innate wisdom. And medicine woman really is a breach. It's a breach between that realm of the seen and the unseen and being able to balance the divine love between the two. So sometimes we can fall out of balance in our body. And so being able to sit in that space and read what's going on is enabling me to reach into the unseen, to see it, and then to bring balance back. So, you know, that medicine is starting to see that everything around us is not just an ordinary moment. Everything has sacred value. It has sacred depth to it. And when we start to see that, we start to see the missing links between them and what medicine needs to come through to balance that back out to bring wholeness. So when I bring that through the womb, um, you know, I stepped into womb wisdom work through a womb awakening myself. It wasn't something that I kind of thought, wow, let's start exploring this. And it really is the deepest state of being that we can have in a body because everything comes from and goes back to the womb. And a lot of the ancient um, teachings talk about we are living in a womb ourselves. This whole this whole kind of life is a womb inside a womb and it comes from the cosmic womb. And so if you think about that, we have that thread inside of us. So the womb wisdom then becomes a universal gate of wisdom for us to be able to go back to rest in that state of creative consciousness, which is divine bliss, divine love, and rest in that space. And so when you bring the medicine through that, you know, there's a lot of um, the holy womb chakra. That's a teaching, a lineage through India. And they say, you know, womb work is the fast way to enlightenment because it Mm. really takes you into that dark mystery to sit in the root of something because the womb is where everything begins and ends. So we go back straight to the center point of the universe where it existed and then from there we can change. And, you know, the womb is based a lot on sacred geometry, interconnectedness, connectedness, unity, community. So when we go back and change the root, imagine like a drop changing in a bowl of water. It changes the whole ripple effect, which means our whole body's energy can change. So, you know, bringing the medicine woman through that is really bringing the harmony back to us to go back to that original source. And, you know, it isn't just the womb is separate to the body, but the womb actually can shift the entire body. Working on the womb will change how we rest in that heart space, how we use our voice. Um, Yeah. Does that sum it up for you? It is beautiful. I am... For those who can't actually, and you know what's funny? It's 11-11 for me. So it's 9-11 few in Perth. I live on the Gold Coast. You're in WA in Australia for those who don't know where that is. We're literally on the east and the west coast of this big island that we live on that's literally not going to be open to any other country for a little while, which is a bit sad. Um, But it's funny that you mention all of that because I'm like ferociously typing notes. And I remembered when I first did my, um, my womb wisdom work, with the path of the goddess, God, like three years ago, it's kind of like I was thrown into it and I was just like, what am I doing here? And I, she, my, my friend actually was running it and it was a three-day immersion. And you can't, when it comes to spiritual enlightenment, so to speak, like going through that journey, and I love that you said that in India that's what they say is the fastest way to enlightenment through your womb. And then I'd already studied Ayurveda and I was like, which is Indian medicine, and coming through, I was just constantly I was finding myself in a place where I'm like, why am I here? Like mentally, you have no idea, but your body's like, you must take me. <laughs> we must go. Um, so I love that you opened up and shared all about that. And I actually was writing down a bunch of different notes because you wrote about the missing links around how we're interconnected with ourselves. I do want to talk about long cycles, but this is such a great topic. When it comes to... Um, womb wisdom I like to say that once you see it you can't unsee it and it's not something you visually see it's like a feeling right yeah but when you mentioned about what medicine is needed to come through for those who are thinking like medicine woman lost in the middle of you know the jungle what is the medicine so the medicine that's needed to come through what are the missing links and what is the medicine that you would use 
yeah. for people like so, me. Yeah, and it's a really good question because we're all going to need something different based on where we rest and also mm. based on if you think about the tree of life, you know, that's that placenta integration. It really is deeply rooted into our ancestral lines, our soul's lives, if you believe in that whole thread that way. So it all comes back to balancing the emotional, physical and spiritual body. And, you know, sometimes we can go in and see that a traumatic experience has severed somebody from being in their physical body. So there's a disassociation. So we can see that the medicine there might be to take them on a journey to reclaim the part of themselves that they've lost or that has been missing. And we can do that through, you know, shamanic practices. Sometimes it's as simple as using a crystal with their meditation other times, you know, if it's something physical that we can say, oh, there's a physical misalignment in the body for there to be divine harmony, we can start to introduce things like with deep intention, of course, herbs, essential oils, these kind of practices that when infused with the medicinal medicinal intention, mm-hmm. they literally act as the gateway and they continually walk that integration bridge until it's firmly remembered. So it's almost like the medicine acts as the temporary bridge to link the two until the body becomes so familiar that it makes the link itself and then we let go of what we need or we remember what we need, we open to what we need, those kind of things. So beautiful. And I bet you there's people listening to this and that are going, uh, I kind of want that, but what the hell is that? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the womb. It really is that. Mm. It's the mystery, you know. It really is that space of the unknown and all we can do is surrender and say there's a feeling, there's a body sensation that's telling me this because the mind will never be able to understand the vibration of the womb. So we literally have to trust those those pulls and that heart space. Yeah. It's kind of, and the word that's coming to me is surrender. When it comes to getting to know your womb and like I would love you to elaborate on this, that men also have wombs, energetic wombs rather than just the physical womb. Women have the physical and the energetic womb. But surrender, like the path with everything when it comes to the womb space, and I have tingles just thinking about this, it's all about surrender. So with the women that you do work with, in helping them reconnect and reestablish with their own wombs and awakening that side of themselves. What is the common theme that women have or are experiencing when they come to work with someone in the medicine woman category? Yeah, so the biggest thing is there's a couple of things. Normally there's something that's been persistent in their life that isn't shifting. Um, that's, that's quite a big thing of like a reoccurring health thing that's been there for like so long that there's nothing else. Or there's this pool of like, there's something about myself I know, or there's something like I'm missing a piece. And so they're starting to feel that that DNA and that those sacred codes that are kind of held in that etheric womb space are ready to start to be unlocked. And that happens when we shift the vibration of the womb. Um, and other ones will come because they have imbalances in their physical menstruation. So they'll start to mm. that. Um, they'll either have, you know, a common one that we've healed and they heal very quickly is um, PCOS, endometriosis, um, or heavy and kind, heavy, painful bleeds because these are things that are actually, we've been told, they're, they're completely <laughs> an, um, an imbalance that the medicine needs to come through. And, you know, when women receive that and, it's not an easy path sometimes, this path to go from that to that divine balance. Our soul and our bodies have chosen that there has to be a whole rebirth. Mm-hmm. That Then when you bleed so easily with no pain or you start to actually feel just connected, there's no PMS, you know, PMS is something we've created. Then they're just like, wow, I lived out of balance for so long. Um, so it really the womb really links everything together to say nothing is individual everything is interconnected yeah i love that yeah and it's really beautiful it's it's that pull their body's like i can't do this anymore or there's a part of me that's like ready and it's now it's just this urgency it's such a beautiful reminder that nothing is separate that we are all one and something that i really love about the wisdom of the womb going back to very ancestral health teachings like indian medicine of ayurveda 
it's something I'm consistently talking about at the moment, but it's the interrelationship with the outer world and your inner world. And even teaching women about, you know, the inner seasons is that they actually are affected by your outer season. So your outer life and Ayurveda is literally about the interrelationship of how you live your life. Basically your out, your outside nature is going to reflect on the inside nature and your emotional and spiritual connection with that just can really get out of alignment when you're told you have PCOS or heavy periods are normal. And I like to say, look, they're common and a lot of women experience them, but doesn't make them normal. Yeah. The question that I have is around that. I know that a lot of women who are in partnerships with um, another, um, it could be same sex or um, opposite sex relationships, that they feel that their part, their, their partner, romantic partner, has to be supportive of them for them to be able to do this work. Is it essential for a woman to have a supportive partner in this element? Like, oh, my partner's really into spirituality too, so he's totally supportive. But is it, is it a, an essential key to awakening your womb? Hmm, that's a really good question. And I think that there is so many layers. And, you know, I can bring it back to you to be supportive through your own vibrational changes and you initiate them through your own connection to your free will and your sovereign power to believe in the process that you're going through. And, you know, a lot of the work that I've done with Tim, it's like he's initiated into understanding where I'm at because I've I've opened the space for me to wholeheartedly choose to connect to it within myself, which then puts out the that energetic field that I am strong in this and I believe it and it's important and I'm choosing it. So then he starts to inquire. And, you know, then you start to have this open dialogue about it in that way because there's so many um, colonized mindsets that come around it and what can be said and what can't be. And between us even, we've unpacked the things he's been educated on as a man. Um, But for me, just to continually come back to, well, this this is my rhythm and no one is responsible for my rhythm but me. Yes. Yeah, I love that. And for those who don't know, Tim is Sammy's beautiful partner and he actually was featured on episode 57, um, which is called Earth Wisdom, Plant Medicine and Connection with Tim Morrison. So you'll have to go check that out because in that episode, we actually did speak a little bit about men supporting the women and how when he was, I'm pretty sure we mentioned when he was going through school, that they said that, you know, periods are really painful. Yeah, this yeah. it's like I just had this like belief that they were really, really bad and they're really, really painful. And you know, these poor women went through all of this pain every month. So I was like, oh, I goes, and then I met Sammy. And Sammy was like, ah, no, it's <laughs> not like that for everybody. He's like, oh, and then I started to realize that, you know, sometimes what we're taught is not always real. Um, but I think thank you so much for answering that question. And it is multi-layered because I know that a lot of women are like, well, I really want to meet a spiritually connected partner and I really want him to be on this journey with me. But the only person that drives your car is you. So if you're not driving your car effectively and, you know, in accordance with the rules and regulations for your body, then you can't drive anyone else's car either. Well, you sort of like in your own lane. I, um, I love that. So let's talk a little bit about your longer cycle. So yeah. switching complete gears here, and I know this will probably come back and intertwine with medicine woman work because right now in the world that we're living in, so we're recording this at the end of April 2020 and it'll come out in a couple of weeks. We're going through some really turbulent times. I feel like I've said that in every podcast episode, <laughs> the last 10 episodes in a row. But what have you noticed in your own womb with your now longer cycle around what's going on like what's your general length of your cycle actually is a good question to start yeah so my cycle will change based on nature because of that interconnectedness and being I trust so deeply you know sometimes it will be 29 sometimes it'll go up to 36 and so for me that whole range as long as I feel my nervous system and I am very nourished and I am super connected between the yin and yang of the moon each month then it's natural for me to have the longer cycle because I am naturally having harmony in my body. Whereas if I was a little bit more stressed, 
overwhelmed and there was tension in my nervous system, then I would know that perhaps my my longer cycle is actually due to the fact that my body is holding a level of tension that's stopping that harmony. So I would have to go back and things like acupuncture can immediately shift that, you know. Um, so it's really for me and especially when women start to come in with really long cycles, the first thing I do is get them to put their womb under the moonlight, get the lunar light straight onto it because that energy will naturally harmonize it. And I've had many people dissolve their cysts through this, you know, with a combination of other things, of course. But so being 33 days at the moment, this is a bit, this is the last, the three cycles. So when there's really big energetic shifts through the feminine on the earth, my cycle will always go a little bit longer because I'm, we're in the creative death cycle every month. And so what will happen is when there's energy shifting, excuse me, the womb will then wait for me to shed when there's an end of a cycle or energy has landed or nature has synced in some way. I'll always kind of wait. Like my body's like, hold on, we've just got to extend this creative process a little bit. Okay, now we can shed because we're in sync with that, that energy transfer. I love the way in which you look at that because... It's completely different. As a bit of a, a background for you is I work with four pillars with all of my clients. So nutritional, physical, emotional, spiritual. And we don't touch on the spiritual until they really kind of have semi-mastered and understand at least the nutritional and the physical. And if you think about women, um, and I always use PCOS because I used to have PCOS, but if I think about, oh, I have endometriosis, or I have bad period pain, or I get really bad migraines, or I have like acne bursts, the first thing they think of is, but I eat all the right foods and I do all the right movement. And why is this not working for me? And it's when I said, well, the balance of your table, your home's not very structured because you're forgetting of two, you're forgetting about two other really important elements. And you mentioned about like the creative death cycle every month is that we really do. We go through a birthing, a creative streak, and then we re-die. And really, it's such a beautiful thing. And you mentioned about soaking your womb in a lunar light. Um, tell us, you mentioned about being connected with the yin and the yang of the moon each month. There's women who are going to be like, what is she talking about? So what does that mean? Can you explain the yin and the yang of the moon and then how we can be connected with the yin and the yang of the moon? Yeah. And this is a way that I really got introduced to the first level of, of healing the womb in union with nature. Because, you know, really according to the Taoist tradition and a lot of the natural cycles within medicine, people have always looked to the moon where it's at to based on what the energy is because the moon is a reflection of the sun and the moon, right? So mm-hmm. as the moon kind of phases, it's a different lineup of the yin and yang energy, this, this solar energy and this lunar energy. So every three and a half, you know, roundabout days, the moon will change from either a yin energy or a yang energy. And it will do that for the whole cycle of the month. So, you know, we'll be in the new moon, which is, it's an inward time, but it's a yang energy. When we come out of that, we're in this yin space. Then we go to a yang space and a yin space. And if we women can start to cycle our energy between yang and yin, three and a half days. And, you know, I know I teach a lot of people to do businesses like this too, We start to put less pressure and strain on our creative processes, our adrenals and our nervous system. What that does is then I'm naturally in sync with the rhythms that are moving through the earth because the moon affects all water. If we're all water and our womb especially is that pelvic bowl, it's the chalice of the sacred water. If we're naturally in tune to that, then we're naturally going to be falling back in sync with that. So I'll make sure that if it's on a more yin day, my exercise and things is more yinish. It'll be walking. If it's yang and I have that real creative fire, yeah, I might push a bit harder or, and that's the time I'm putting all these things into place. The yin's when I'm really reflecting, going inward, choosing, is this kind of in alignment with my intention? And then I'll have the energy then to do that. And a lot of women, their cycle will fall out of balance because they're using their energy in an incongruent way So it's like they're trying to make decisions when really they should just be reflecting and starting to see, is this actually a decision I even need to make? You know, because sometimes we get so off path, we're like, I'm making decisions that aren't even needing to be made because I really just need to sit and realize what's going on. 
Oh, it's so true. I always say to like the women in the World Women Academy, I'm like, you can lead the horse to the water, but you can't make him drink. So you can want to be, I have to write this newsletter. I have to be creative. I have to birth this new thing. But you're like, holy shit, I'm just about to menstruate. I'm in my yin phase and I'm halfway through and I'm like, I can't even get a sentence out right now. (laughs) So when it comes to the yin and the yang of the moons, quickly, which moon is yang? Yeah, so it'll change. So you'll see that right now. So let me open my journal, which I have right here in front of me. Beautiful. So we're kind of stepping into the yang phase now. So the new moon would be like the day before and then new moon a day after. And then we'd be 25th, 26th, 27th, 28th. That's the more yin. So now we're kind of coming into that yang of coming up to that that half quarter mm-hmm. phase. So yeah, about two days here and then we'll start to go back into the yin. Then we'll be in the full moon. Yeah, and We're like in the middle of the transition at the moment, not when this podcast goes live, but at the moment of recording. Yeah. And I think it's something that I get really frustrated with is people want to learn about their menstrual cycle. I should say women. Men sometimes want to learn about it too, yeah. which is wonderful. But the women to start when they want to learn about their menstrual cycle, they're so attached to the moons without actually even knowing what their body's kind of telling them. So to someone who's wanting to learn about the whole yin and the yang of the moon in relation to their cycle, what's like what would what guidance would you give them? Yeah, so I come from a more earth-based, that medicine woman priestess line of teaching. Always just say we should be naturally interconnected and interwoven with nature. So if you're wanting to get more in touch with yourself, naturally just start to tune in to the rhythm of the, the physical moon. And then what we're doing is saying to that to that energy, that lunar space, I am one with you, which means if you're existing there, you're existing within me. So we're creating this harmonious balance. And in doing that, we're starting to let our body naturally tune itself back in to its own rhythm and its own cycle. So we're allowing a self-healing to activate. Mm. That We naturally start to be like, oh, I'm naturally actually in tune here. And then, it, you know, it can take up to three or four months for the body to kind of move its way out of anything that – because we can even train our body to be a particular way, but it's really taking it away from that interconnected web um so yeah I find it naturally starts to regulate us back into that because a lot of women can also become very fixated and this is very in the mind that we need to bleed on a new moon or a yeah they do don't they and you know if we're so in sync with nature we're naturally going to harmonize through different phases of the moon because we are we're constantly throughout the year at a different phase of ourselves so you know I really ask them just to like First, just harmonize your energy with the moon. Start to tune into doing things in the yang. And when I'm talking about the yin, you know, some women get really confused. They're like, yin, does that mean I just rest? Like, <laughs> does that mean I just go to yin yoga? Yeah. <laughs> it's really about, it's a time to make decisions from introspection. It's a time to just do little, t- little things that are making everything piece together more so that when you move more into a yang energy, you have this drive and you have the clarity to then just make the decisions and your energy gets very channeled into what you need. Um, And this really comes back to that harmonizing with the earth again and that medicine pathway, because then we see where we're actually out of alignment. Does that help? It does. It helps immensely. And I love that you mentioned about the whole wanting to bleed. And as you would know, there are benefits to bleeding on the full moon and bleeding on the new moon. There's benefits to bleeding on, you know, the waxing and the wanting moons. There's so many people, like we just get attached to something because we like the label of it. Yeah. When it's really about flow and fluidity with your cycle as a woman. And something to add to the point of that, which is so beautiful that you made about the interrelationship with us and nature with our inner seasons, even though you're in a spring, so your follicular phase as you lead to ovulation is about creation and trying new things and beginning to get yourself out there, which is the beginning of your, your yang towards the middle of your yang phase of your cycle. If your spring is occurring at the end of autumn or the beginning of winter in your outer nature, your inner spring is actually going to be very, very different to how it feels in outer spring and outer summer. Definitely. And so 
when women say, oh my God, my cycle shift. And, you know, it's, it, it's always been 27 days and now it's 31. I'm like, there's something wrong. You have to sometimes learn that. And I mentioned this earlier, but the bodies of, of women are really around surrendering. Yeah, it's completely about surrender. Mm. So when it comes to long cycles and supporting yourself, I know a lot of women freak out about this. So what are the ways that you support yourself with long cycles? Because recently I've had three to four cycles, which have been much longer than my normal cycles. Hello, traveling internationally and being in Asia. Um, But what is the way that you support yourself? Yeah. So it all comes back to really checking in with that channel that I'm being with the earth and I'll make sure that I'm taking time, especially if if my cycle is, I, I can always feel if it's going to be a little bit longer, but I, I know that that time is that extra time is being given to me to be in that, that phase of reflection, being in tune for a longer time. So I'll make sure that I'm like getting in the sun and I'm, ta- I'm going slower, but I'm getting more clarity. So it's really about learning what am I, where am I at in life? What needs to be harmonized with me and the earth? What is the earth going through? How is that being channeled through me? And what do I need to do to, to share that life force or to harness that life force? Um, So I'll do things like, instead of just having my normal water, I might make a crystal elixir or I'll bless my water or put it in the moonlight. Um, Instead of making a herbal tea in the morning, I'll infuse the, the herbs when I go to bed. So I'll put cold water on them and let them just sit in that night energy because that night energy is the mystery, which is the womb. And it's really about being in the womb. And the, you know, the medicine woman lineage is all about we, everything will come from the womb. So if I'm in my head thinking, what do I need right now? It's not going to be in alignment because it's literally saying, go in, check, check where you're at and start to choose what the womb is communicating to you. And perhaps there's a little bit of extra letting go I need to do. Perhaps there's um, a longer period of time I need to be super in tune with something for it to really land. And sometimes I'm also healing for the earth and working with the earth energy. Mm. They are such beautiful points, especially like that everything will come from your womb. Yeah. And that comes, I guess you could say intuition, like a woman's intuition comes from where? Their womb space. And I just like when you get into the chakras and like where the chakras are aligned with that, it's just, it's such a beautiful art and understanding. Now, long cycles and bleeds after a long cycle. What have you noticed in your own cycle, all the women that you work with, that's different around their actual bleed when the cycle's slightly longer? And let's bring into the account of what's going on energetically on Mother Nature and Gaia and Earth right now with COVID-19. Great question. And this is very independent. So for me, my cycle won't change. My bleed won't change, even if it is longer, because I naturally have this harmonious relationship and I'm making sure that throughout the month I'm I'm in that divine th- flow. So I'll bleed for two days, maybe three. And it's very easy and it's a beautiful color because I'm not constantly having to do the clearing in my bleed part. That's not the only time I'm shedding. And some women hold on to all this energy and they have so much heat and yang that it just it's like, oh, now I can dump it because it's time to bleed. It's like their body, the veil becomes so thin that they just actually let it then. So I have some women who it will be exactly the same, no matter whether their cycle is longer or not. Others, they'll know that there's a shedding to be done. And some of the women, it depends what we're working on. It's normally pretty deep work that we do. So it depends what patterns we're kind of working with. But sometimes they'll be like, oh, I'm being, there's a big clearing for me to be done here. So it'll be a little bit heavier initially, or they'll know that they need rest because there'll be a bit more pain, but they know that they're shifting family patterns, their patterns, some ancestral stuff, and that it's a pattern of, I need to surrender to really letting all of this go. Um, But also if they've chosen to work with that throughout the month, it may not be impacted when they mm. need. So it's really about how we're constantly 
transmuting energy and staying in tune throughout the month. Um, Cause you know, a lot of women are like, Oh, just wait to rest till I get to my bleed. And it's like, hold on to everything, which is what PMS is. You know, we hold on to everything. And then when the veil becomes thin and we're sensitive, we can't actually hold it anymore. So we explode. I love that analogy. We explode. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where people I literally today had a girl message in the love recycle challenge that I'm running. Um, I tell my partner that T-Rex is on its way when I'm about one or two days away from bleeding. I was just like, Oh my God, really? That's, that's, that's not normal. <laughs> like in my mind, I'm like, this is not normal. And that's the explosion. Definitely. And we've had a lot of women come in and they're like, these are the foods I have prepared for that time because I'm going to crave it. And so just re-educating them on like, we're actually just out of balance. If you're, and you're, you're telling yourself, you're imprinting into your creative consciousness, this is what it's going to be like. And this is what I'm going to need. This is the kind of person I'm going to pick, create. So it's literally saying to them, you get to choose how this goes for you. You get to choose the creative consciousness moving through you. And this can be a really beautiful process. And I had a beautiful woman on retreat in Bali and she said like, me and my sister just thought it was the curse to bleed. And I really sat with her and explained this whole medicine way that we literally get to have medicine moving through our bodies. Every day we get to shed, not just for ourselves, but for our families. And she left and she said, what a gift. I've just moved from thinking that I was like, had to put up with this to being like, wow, now that I'm, when I'm ever, I'm in that place, I'll say, what's the gift here? What am I actually getting to choose to experience? So I think that comes into it as well is, you know, we can give our power away to say, oh, I'm going to be this angry woman. It's like, well, why would you give your power away to an idea of who you could become when you could actually choose who you get to become. And you know that then there's the point of surrender, like you have to surrender to whatever's going to come through. But you, if you come from that place of surrender, you're automatically coming back to the grace and the heart and knowing it's for the greatest good. Mm-hmm. You're not attached to, oh, it's a shedding for my good, you know, not for me to like lash out at people. Because I think that a lot of women can use that as an excuse. They do. And I think society's kind of prepared them to be like, hey, this can be an excuse. So like, I'm sorry, I'm like, I have my period. I can't possibly do anything right now. Or don't, you know, don't ask me to do extra hours of work. Sorry, I've got my period. Um, and it doesn't, your, yeah, your period is a gift. Um, and I love that you, the question is, what's the gift here? And I think it's a really great, um, a really good topic and question to ask yourself throughout your cycle. And I think a lot of women don't realize that as they move after ovulation into their luteal in autumn phase of their cycle, that that is the yin. And so your body's literally starting to feel things to be released. And that's why sometimes you might feel overwhelmed with emotion and it's important to like let stuff go. And I always tell, <laughs> tell the ladies that if you don't fulfill how you feel, so really embody it. And then even if you just write it down or express it in some way, if, but if it needs to be expressed through communication with a partner, as an example, and you don't, I promise you, your next ovulation, when you're feeling super confident and cocky, (laughs) you're going to rip their head off for no particular reason. So the whole shedding and and letting go is really, really, really important. So thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, we forget that when we come out of a bleed, we're, we're reborn. We literally sit in the innocence of creative consciousness in pure sacred geometry. So it's like there's a reason for us to come back renewed and we can get so attached to what's going on that we forget we're actually being given a chance to, to start with fresh energy. Mm. It's kind of like the reset button every month. Yeah. <laughs> what a gift, isn't it? Like, the, I'm like guys never get that opportunity, do they? <laughs> yeah. So it is a really beautiful gift. Um, so thanks for re- reiterating that to everyone who's listening. Now, another question, and we've, we could literally just keep chatting all day, Sammy, I feel. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I've got two final questions. Um, one is with women who are listening to this, with everything that's going on globally, yeah, so I know that I'm personally feeling the shifts and what Pluto just went into retrograde. If people want to get into that, like the astrological side of it, but we're going through huge energetic and nature shifts globally. And that's from our lifestyles to how we feel, our emotions, the interconnectedness of global consciousness. 
is really affecting people. Have you noticed this yourself? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's landing across. I can't even say one person. Everyone I look at <laughs> in different ways too. Yeah. So for everyone listening, because it's going to be affecting everyone. What is like the top three ways that women can support their cycle? Knowing what you know through womb wisdom during these global shifts of COVID nineteen, and I don't, I don't like labeling it as COVID nineteen, but I think this, and we're very similar in age, Sammy. I think this may be the biggest pandemic that we ever lived through in our lifetime. So, what a gift! to learn how to, you know, live through this now, be able to pass on that wisdom. So what are three things that you would recommend women do in supporting themselves and their cycles during this global shift of consciousness? Yeah, great, great question because there is, there's energy moving through the earth and there's new feminine grids coming through and there's shifts in our sacred geometry, which means that in the womb we are being activated at a core original source level to, to know more of ourselves. It's time to start to come back to a deeper sense of truth and divine love. And so what we're finding is stuff is coming up and we're being asked to reflect upon everything that's not actually from ourselves, unconditioned truth and divine love, what is really me? Who really am I to believe this? And it's starting to say, well, where are all the needs of other people that I've met? And is that true to who I am to be? And so we're starting to come back to this questioning of like, my belonging in this new grid is a sense of unity and interconnectedness. And so the way we can really start to practice that is to see ourselves as interconnected to everything that's going on and to see ourselves, can we have unity with our body, with our soul, with our emotions, and then see that that's also around us. So start to have practices like stop and just look at the flowers, look at the bees landing, really bring that state of presence because you'll actually see beautiful messages conveyed to you through witnessing that process. Mm-hmm. There's also a really big shift in in operating and there's a, a really big womb, um, a cosmic womb, I guess, awakening going on. And because of that, we're feeling it through our wombs because we have connection back to that original source. So ways that we can really land that is to stay grounded because as soon as a woman comes to her head, she's lost her center of gravity. Our center of gravity is the womb space because that if you even look at the pelvis, and the spine going up from there. It's literally our stability point. Mm. Inside of that sacred container is this chalice of beautiful water and fire. And and so if we can stay embodied, and for some of us to stay embodied, it means we're going to have to look at all the ways we've dissociated and, and chosen not to be in our body. So stuff like that's going to come up. But as long as we can practice being grounded, you know, sitting on the earth, imagining you're a tree and you have tree roots going down, A beautiful practice I give a lot of women is womb earthing and the simplest way that I can explain it is just lie on your belly with your womb touching the earth and that in itself is saying that that the wombs of the earth and our bodies are connected and that can can also activate that centre of gravity. And I think the other thing that we can really practice is some sort of ritual and ceremony coming into our life, sacred practice, because sacred practice, and when you look at the medicine woman and the priestess um, teachings, it's all about symbolism and it's about the metaphysical realms and about bringing that into our life. So, you know, instead of just lighting a candle and walking away, light it with meaning. Like the, may this light, like this light is going to remind me of the truth to speak or use essential oils in a way that's very intentional or sit every morning, set an intention claim the energy that you want to operate from because it's almost like we are being given the chance right now as women to redefine the software that's running our body. And when we start to bring this interconnectedness and this ritual and practice, we're saying I can rewrite this and reroute energy to bring more divine love and balance And so these practices, people will then ask, well, what practice can I do? And I just say to begin with, 
what reminds you of being in a state of love and balance? And it doesn't have to be something that someone has practiced for a thousand years or something that has science behind it. If you going to the garden every morning and smelling a flower reminds you of Mm. love and balance, then let that be your practice because that repetitive action is going to say to you, love and balance exists. I'm now a part of it because I'm unifying myself with that because I'm a being in this ritual. And so that's going to land in our bodies. And that's going to help us when we come out of this because we're going to be operating in a new way. We're not going to be operating, you know, if we're operating from our mind, it's not actually going to get us anywhere. So these, this awareness is going to say, well, if you practice it now coming and transitioning back, you're going to know and you're going to trust and you're going to feel already the different way to do it and how to adapt to that. I, I don't go to church, but I want to say amen. Yeah. <laughs> amen, sister. Um, everything that you just mentioned is of the utmost importance. And I want everyone who's listening to this to just think about even the sense that we're isolating now. So we're stuck at home. And now if you live in a city, like in an apartment, and I know you live in a home, like an actual house, and I live in a house, you know, I can go and lay out in the grass. I love sun. It's not sun making, but I love laying naked outside with um, like buttercanasana legs. So knees wide, like feet, um, soles of your feet together naked under the sun for like not burning myself for like 20 30 minutes and just oh this feels so good and it's the same with water I just love being by water and if I'm not I get real antsy you know like that I've never been married before but that itchy feet before you get married that kind of sensation you've seen in movies that's what it's like so notice right now what you're going through and what's really making you feel unsteady and ungrounded, like unsupported and do the opposite. Do you think that's good advice? Yeah, definitely. And it's always saying to us, we have this external idea that we have to be somewhere to have something. And it's mm. like if you live in an apartment right now, you can sit and call upon the energy of the earth. You can lie upon your bed that feels very soft and nourishing to you with your womb down with the intention that beneath you is the earth because beneath you is the earth. And that when we lay or just sit, it's like we can, because of that that womb space, we can call upon any element to be with us and it's starting to see, well, just because I'm in an apartment doesn't mean I'm actually separate. And that in itself can shift everything because you start to see this coming out of this separation and suffering are going to be two really big changes in our consciousness as a collective. And you're starting to say, wow, I'm actually not separate. And if you think about all of those beautiful dreams you want to bring into your life, when you start to see you're not separate from the earth, you start to say, I'm not actually separate from my vision either. This is actually there and available to me and I can access it because I'm choosing to. So I think that that in itself is a good reminder to say, yes, like practice this and you don't need to have something perfect if your intention is there. Mm-hmm. I love that. A little reminder is that it's not going to be easy. Yeah. And this journey isn't easy, but it's doable. And I say this line all the time, but it's the little things you do every day that count, not the things you do sometimes. So just stick to one little thing that you can do. And even if that is just lying outside or sitting at home, whatever, like it could be anything. Yeah, I think the same. It's like it's not easy, but we have allies. Yes. We have allies all around us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, watching. <laughs> They're keeping their eyes on you. Um, I love that, Sammy. All right, final question. And I ask everyone um, this question as we get ready to wrap up is, and it's a bit of switching gears, like literally going from what we've been talking about to this question now, but I want you to think about yourself as your younger menstruating self for the very first time. What are three guiding tips that you would now give to your younger menstruating self? AKA what you now know, but you wish you knew when you started menstruating. Hmm, that's a really great question. It could be anything. Uh, yeah. Hmm. I would say younger self was very athletic on the go all the time. So space to listen and reflect would be a big one. I think if, if I was guided, yeah, sit, 
listen and reflect. I think a lot of wisdom can come through that practice for for younger girls. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one would be really honouring the body, like what a magical gift. This is magnificence. This is magistry happening in my body just to see that that there is that divinity in this process. And the third one would be compassion, have divine compassion. Like, you know, there is no right or wrong right now. Just have compassion for whatever is. Um, yeah, I'm pretty blessed. I've always, always been pretty easy on the bleed. So, yeah. They are beautiful points. And, Sammy, I've loved this so much. It's been so beautiful having you on the show. I always say it's so juicy or it's so exciting and it really is, but it's just also really beautiful. So thank you so much for sharing so much about yourself and all of your teachings and your knowledge. I know that everyone, every woman who's listening to this and men too, are going to be really grateful. So thank you so much. But how can our listeners find you? Because I'm sure they're going to be like, where is Sam? I want to connect with Sam. (laughs) Yeah, so you can find me. I've got a website, thewomanspace.com. I'm on social media, either Sammy Jane um, or The Woman Space. And we also have a free Facebook group where we do, um, in this time, we're doing free group rituals and things so that you can just learn some ways to practice. So, um, yeah, if you find Sammy Jane on Facebook, you'll find a link to our our group there. Fantastic. Well, I'm going to pop all those links in the show notes. Now, tell us also what you have coming up because I know that you mentioned to me a little bit earlier that this may when this podcast episode is out that you are you're creating something new and putting something out there for the first time so what tell us what that is yeah so we've been running a course called the trinity of love and it is a rebirth through the womb it's not an easy journey but it's the most the most amazing journey you get to take coming back to pure source energy within your body so we did do it for two months and this one is extending to seven months and it's a deep immersion where you get live activations with the sacred feminine and these beautiful teachings. So, yeah, it's exciting to walk people through that one. Beyond exciting. I mean, I, I'm like, oh, I'm excited about this. So I'll <laughs> pop all those links in the show notes for everyone listening. But, Sam, thank you so much for making the time to sit and um, and bless everyone with your beautiful knowledge. Um, I've really enjoyed it and I'm sure that they have too. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's been an honor. Thank you so much for tuning in to every episode of the Well Women podcast. I trust you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you got a lot out of it too, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast app. This means together we can inspire, connect, and educate even more women. Now, is there a bestie, a sister, or a friend who you know may be frustrated and confused with their health? Are they ready to discover new aspects of themselves too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode Share it on your social media, email it, text it, or any way you need to get it to their ears. So together, we can all live in flow, harmony, and balance with our bodies. And be sure to tag me in it too. Hashtag Well Women Podcast. For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body, and remember, body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle.